0: It was the piano. So when I was uh, three, I was a little tyke, <laughs> hmm. I asked my parents uh, quite incessant, you know, incessantly over and over again for a piano until they finally yielded. And my dad uh, brought home a Grinnell Brothers, um, this beautiful piano, you know, and I just tinkered around on the keys. And uh, ever since I sat down, I, I really haven't left. I, I found my home kind of at the piano um, and right away started composing and writing music. Um, from age four, five, six, and I think by seven, they figured they probably should get me enrolled in some lessons. So I started taking lessons at seven, and I studied with a professor of jazz at the University of Michigan um, who uh, really was teaching college students at the time, and I was the youngest pupil at seven. And, uh, you know, I started learning jazz transcriptions, Oscar Peterson transcriptions by ear. Really wasn't never really a, a sight reader more of a learning by ear person uh, and kind of found my love of jazz and improvisation from there.
1: What were the influences? Who were you listening to and who's influenced your style of music?
0: In more recent years, I I would say, you know, um, Diana Krall, large influence, Chris Bodie. um, And then Sade is one of my all time favorites. Sting, Steele, you know, not influences you'd expect me to be a jazz artist per se to say, but um, kind of wide ranging, even Tina Marie, um, you know, quite quite a swath of artists that kind of manage in their own right to cross genres very elegantly and in their own right to kind of come up with unique placements in the industry.
1: Your latest album, is that your first album?
0: It's my first album in the sense that it's the first album I did a kind of radio campaign behind. It was very professionally recorded in a professional studio, uh, but it's technically my second. I did my first album when I was a student at the University of Michigan. And since graduating, I've now released kind of a more official second album.
1: Um, so there's, there's the, the lost first album.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's The Quietest Place that came out in 2018. And right. then this one, 2021, Straight from the full.
1: Straight from the Soul is a, is a nice album, and, and you mentioned S- Sade there, and I, and I think there's one track, and I can't remember the name of it now, but there's one track there where I actually thought, I was listen, listening to it yesterday, and I thought, oh, there's a, <laughs> there's a slight hint of Sade in this one. It's a lovely album. How hard was it to select the, the tracks from all your repertoire that you must have, including all the songs you've written yourself?
0: Yeah, I um, you know, and for being a composer, you have a lot of material at every given time, and you're like, gee, well, which, which is going to really be cohesive? On an album. So I did give some careful consideration to that. And, you know, I, I approached it a little unorthodoxly from kind of how other jazz artists might approach it. Usually it's like a tribute album or like a, all compositions. But for me, I approached it sort of a smattering of my influences. So there'll be a couple original, um, a couple arrangements of movie scores like The Windmills of Your Mind or The Summer Knows, um, one kind of Latin reggaeton feel, feel it. And then there was a a Bossa Nova tune, Sitandra. And then actually one new age sort of minimalist, uh, new age sort of piece that was just piano. So I really was uh, mindful of the smattering of influences. I was like, okay, this is my debut album. I wanted to show all the sides of my musicality.
2: So I took the long road on just a feeling Took the path that's less known on just a feeling
1: Would you describe it as a showcase of your range?
0: Yeah, I would, I would. And as far as categorizing it, I might say it's a contemporary jazz album mm. um, because of those variety of influences. Yeah, But uh, for me, it was just felt really natural, what I, what I put out. And it, it, it was, like the album said, from the soul, very unfiltered and just very raw and emotional.
1: You wanted to talk about the international growing community of women in jazz. Tell us a bit more about that.
0: Yeah, so since, since the album came out, I've been looking into various like, nonprofit organizations. There's one in the U.K. called Women in Jazz, and there's one here in the U.S., Women in Music. Um, and there's a whole bunch that I'm finding that are cropping up all across the world, and it seems like it's a movement because the industry has historically been so male-dominated, still is, especially when you get down to the songwriters, the arrangers, and the producers. There's a lot of female vocalists, you know, but in, as far as the actual songwriters, um it's skewed a little. So, you know, I think that's just a point of pride that I feel just like I'm in the right industry, even though it's an incredibly challenging industry, probably the toughest right now, um, just to be identifying as a female, you know, a woman that is a writer and, a, and, um, you know, a, a songwriter, a composer and lyricist. I just think it's something that we don't typically talk about too much. It's maybe we're an artist, but I don't think we break it down enough and really acknowledge that that part is, um, you know changing too in the industry
1: so as as a recording artist Hannah how do you get cut through to say you know to actually get to the consumer the listener who wants to hear what you're doing
0: I've taken a very personal and kind of hyper local approach and um, kind of twofold one is you know really leveraging the network that that I have coming from the University of Michigan just being in the academia world and um, leveraging some of those connections but also you know skipping all the the fear and fright and just going for it and making you know Making the leap to reach out to producers and what I like to call long shots, which are some artists and mentors that I've looked up to for decades, and reach out to them and just contact the gatekeepers or just try to get through to them. On some level, I have had a little bit of luck just with some arrangers who I admire, you know, hey, Hannah, you know, I'd love to be like a kind of a mentor figure, or give you some advice, although they're still pretty stretching their heads about the industry. <laughs> But uh, I think just that personal approach, um, its you know, I don't play the numbers game because I feel like it's a losing battle unless you're doing something completely outlandish and radical. Um, you know, I think it's a slow burn. So I want to kind of leverage any sort of um, someone who's a paragon or a seasoned professional in the industry that maybe might raise their hand down and, and hold me up or kind of help me get to that next level. I think that's kind of the place we're at now, learning to get over the fear of reaching out and fear of rejection just going for it because it's like we've really got nothing to lose (laughs) you know it's very desperate competitive times out there so
1: the album straight from the soul let's look at some of the the music that's on there perhaps starting with track one who can relate tell me a bit about some of the music that's on there if we can just pick through some of the some of your tracks that you're particularly proud of
0: sure yeah i'd love to um who can relate is the title track that's i mean the first one on the album it's probably one of my favorites it's just I've assimilated it. When I play it, it just feels so right. I think it's, it's a song that's relevant right now on so many levels. And I think socially, um, socioeconomically, politically, um, it's a song about uh, acceptance, you know, seeing the humanity in others, you know, despite our uh, myriad differences kind of coming together in compassion and understanding for each other. That's kind of the universal message of the lyrics and I think the harmony kind of supports that. There's like an ostinato figure, a lot of pedal points, kind of muted undertones which I think kind of support the song. So it's one of my favorites. She looks
2: into a face And smiles up A chasm between
1: Two Favorites from the album, uh, Distant Land and The Summer Knows. What can you tell me about Distant Land?
0: Distant Land was written very slowly, it was very intentional. The lyrics, again, the same kind of theme of light, unity, um, you know, finding your own personal escape to maybe a place or even a state of mind. Um, and, you know, the thinking behind that was, you know, that free space that you're getting to.
2: If only we.
1: Once you've released an album and that that ship sails to wherever it might land uh, all over the world, what does an artist such as yourself do then?
0: Um, As I see this as kind of baby steps as a way to kind of test the waters and see how the reception of music is, what the public thinks, who am I reaching, you know, who am I not. Kind of evaluate that and, you know, also in the dearth of any sort of shows right now really hone in on you know uh, who's listening and what do they think and next steps Mm. um so this is kind of the the pushing it out to you know producers songwriters labels um and friends and family
1: are you able to do any live performances or, or are you doing any facebook perform live performances any any way that anyone can see you live at the moment
0: Sure. Um, I'm currently working on trying to acquire some more bookings. Um, What I have done very recently is the ARC, which is a local venue here in in Ann Arbor, they have a live stream family room series that's actually um, was just done um, about a week ago. And it is uploaded to my YouTube and Facebook pages right now for anyone who would just want to see something fresh. Um, But I definitely would love to get to to be in, in person and to perform live. I think that's the true test, too, of the music is, Seeing the in person response from those you perform for, for your audience, and really looking in their eyes and really seeing and, and feeling how the music is impacting mm. them, which I know a lot of us so desperately missed.
1: <laughs> just finally, Hannah, where can people listen to your music and buy, and more importantly, buy your music?
0: The most streamlined way is just to simply go to Uh From there, you can watch videos, listen to music. Um, Or if you just want to purchase the album, which I do do encourage uh, that makes the biggest impact, which is to be to go to my Hannah bayardi Bandcamp page. Um, And, of course, if you want to stream, you can do that, too. I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, etc.
1: Thank you so much for your time, Hannah. It's been really tremendous speaking with you.
0: Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And uh, this is uh, awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so very much. Um, I really appreciate your interest in my music. I'm glad you enjoyed the album, too.